Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Wa salatu wa salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya arhamar rahimin. Oh Allah, we ask you for your love. We ask you for the love of those actions that will gain your love. And we ask you, ask you for the love of those people that you love. Um, this dua is important because sometimes doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us is difficult. And so we're asking Allah in this dua, we're asking Allah, make the stuff that you love for me, beloved to me. Um, and also the second part is like asking Allah to love good people. Uh, sometimes in life, uh, we interact with people who aren't the best of people for our relationship with Allah. And sometimes we end up close to those people. And they can really mess up our lives. They can, they can definitely leave a, a negative impact. Uh, whereas if we had kept good company, if we had been with good people and loved good people, then our, our trajectory could be different. And I, wouldn't say, I would say would have been different, but then we would be playing off of what Shaitan likes us to think about the other way that could have been. Um, this week... Uh, in our 11th class on Know Thy Enemy. We're studying uh, the tricks of shaitan. We're studying the way shaitan tries to throw us off of our track. Now, you need to understand that there are primarily two things that shaitan is always attacking. He's either attacking our beliefs so that he can weaken our faith, um, and we're going to talk about that one next week, or he's attacking our actions. And we briefly touched upon this like 10 weeks ago, but we didn't go deep enough. Um, he, he, he tries to attack our actions. Um, and one of, the, one of the major ways that he tries to attack our action, if we realize that this is an action that I need to do. So first, first, I need everyone on the same page with me. The Quran speaks over and over again about two qualities. Amanu wa amilu salihat, right? That means the believers have two things. There's two things that will give, give us the success in the akhirah, in the hereafter. That's belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and righteous deeds. So shaitan, remember, is always trying to throw off one of these things. And I, I think we live in a time now for sure where there's attack on our beliefs. But tonight, I really want to talk about one way which he throws off our actions. Um, in Arabic, there's a word. Um, the Arabic language is beautiful. Uh, and and it's, it's one of the reasons why Allah chose Arabic for the final revelation is because there's so much meaning in such small words in Arabic. Um, there's, a, there's a phrase 
when you're going to do something later or soon. In Arabic, you say sofa af'alu. The word is sofa. And sofa just means like later, in a little bit, you know, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, mom, wifey, she's like, take out the garbage. And you're like, yo, I'm going to do it I, I, soon. I'll do it soon. I'll do it later. Now, from this word sofa in Arabic, a term, uh, a, a term was derived. And the name of that term, and this is what we're going to talk about today, is called taswif in Arabic. The word is taswif, and it comes from the, from the word sofa, which means I will later, soon, a little bit later. Now, before I go into this, I need you to understand something. If we really look closely at shaitan, shaitan is all about putting off till later, handling the consequences of his actions. Think about like the fall of shaitan. Think about what he did. He did his action, and instead of paying for it in that moment, instead of dealing with it right there, his move was, let me deal with this later. Let me deal with this later. Let me kick that can down the road. Let me kick the can down the road. So at the core of what we learn in the Quran about shaitan is this mentality that, you know what, things that I need to deal with, things that are pressing that need to be dealt with, one satanic way is just kick that can down the road. I'll handle that tomorrow. I read this crazy study, right? I didn't mean to talk about this, yo. Uh, I read this crazy study, which was like they did these scans of people. I may have shared this with you. I definitely shared it with some of my students. They did these scans of people um, in three different states. So they asked the person to speak about themselves. Just tell me something about your day you did today. And they were scanning like the neurological brain waves of the person while they were talking about what they did today. And then they asked the very same person to speak about some other person you know. Right? Fulan, such and such cousin of yours. Tell us about them. And while they spoke about that other person, they measured the brain waves and the neurological activity of the person. And then they asked one final question, third question, is talk about your future self. Talk about you, but 10 years from now, five years from now, 11 years from now. And they measured the brain waves and neurological activity. And the study concluded that the same neurological activity happens when we talk about our future selves as when we talk about another person, which shows that we think of that future person as somebody else. They're not the one that's going to deal with this problem right now. The one that's going to write that paper tomorrow. The one that's going to take that exam later on. The one that's going to deal with the family drama because I'm not answering my mom's phone calls and whatever. That's somebody else that's going to deal with that problem. But we all know it's the same person. The, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because of this statement. Anas bin Madik, he says, a tasweef to say I'll do it later, procrastination, to say I'll do it later, sofa af'al, I'll do it later, I'll do it soon. And I was talking to my wife, we were coming, I was like, what's the best way to say like sofa in Arabic? You know, because she's like so smart and bright and whatever I say in the halakha, y'all be going and saying to her. Last week she said to me, she's like, yo, what's up with my hijab? You said you don't like my hijab. I was like, I never said that. She's like, there's like three, 400 people that heard you say you didn't like my hijab. So just in case one of y'all go and talk to her, uh, she's so bright. She's like, I was like, how are we going to say sofa? And she says, uh, she goes, say, I'll do it soon. 
And I was like, nah, like the word sofa is like, I'm going to do it later. And then she drops some knowledge. And she's like, no, soon is more deceptive to the self. Yeah, she's deep, right? You feel me, right? She's deep, right? Right? Uh, so soon is more deceptive to the self. It's like, I'm going to pray soon. I'm going to pray soon. I'm going to pray soon. So the word tasweef is that process of pushing it off till later. Now look what Anas bin Malik. Anas bin Malik is a great companion of the Prophet Muhammad. Peace and blessings be upon him. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He says, a tasweef. I'll do it later. Later on. Later on. Jund min junud iblis. Is one of the squadrons from the armies of shaitan. It's one of the squadrons of the army of shaitan. Alvim, Alvim, a huge one. What he's trying to say here, and the reason I love talking about this is all of us, I, I, if we did a survey, 90% of us probably went on YouTube and, and at one time looked up how to overcome procrastination. But we don't realize that our own tradition, our own prophet, our own heritage has such deep knowledge and information for helping us get through these, these issues. So Anas bin Madik, he says, a tasweef. Pushing things off till later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Jundin is an army. Remember, hold up. The word jund means we're at war here. And what I always do at the beginning of these classes is raise the stakes. Like what we're studying here is this being, shaitan, made it his life's mission to make sure that you join him in hell because you, the children of Adam, were given a position over him. So for, for shaitan, this is warfare. So when Anas bin Madik says, for you to say later, later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, we take that lightly. Our Sahaba, they were like, no, that's really dangerous. That is one of the tricks and tactics and uh, 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 army of shaitan. He says, very often does uh, shaitan mislead a person uh, through this. So, in another statement, a tasweef shi'ar shaitan. Tasweef or putting things off till later is the sign of shaitan. Like that's his shi'ar, that's his, his flag, that's what he does. And that's why I brought it up when he did his problem, when he didn't obey God, he's like, I'll just deal with this later. I'll just push it off. And, and, and I want us all to realize something. At this moment right now, tasweef putting things off is the thief of time. Hold up. The thief of time. Because when you say later, the potential of the current moment is lost. It's the thief of time. Like you have this moment in front of you where you can do so much. You can accomplish so many things. There's so much potential in this one second. Like right now, you say subhanAllah, we know the reward for that, everlasting. That means that moment in time that I just said that word, subhanAllah, is crystallized, is, is, is solidified in Jannah for eternity. That, that moment is sealed. But the word sofa somehow steals away the potential of that moment, yo. That's, yo, that's deep. That's deep because shaitan can't stop you from acting. But he could take away the barakah of your life by making you a person that just keeps saying, sofa, sofa. So the current moment is lost and stolen by a false promise. And we're going to talk about that false promise in more detail. Abdullah bin Mubarak. 
Abdullah bin Mubarak was one of the greatest scholars of hadith that our ummah has ever seen. And he has this amazing story of how he trans, like he was like living a really rough life. I mean, he was into all of the vices and, and he just transformed. There was this one night, his heart, like it was crazy. Um, Abdullah bin Mubarak was a great scholar. And from that moment, he just changed. He just changed. We have so many people from our scholars that it wasn't until later in their life that they turned towards the deen and they became who they became. So Abdullah bin Mubarak, he says, You know how, like, you know how when you chill with a certain group of people, you, you, you start picking up on the lingo? You know what I mean? Like, y'all see me trying to keep hip with y'all, yo. It's, it's hard, man. Some stuff that was meant something for me don't mean the same thing for y'all. And I learned that a little hard way. But anyways, uh, you know, meanings change over time. But when you hang with, when you, <laughs> y'all remember that, it seems. <laughs> I'm like, I hope they forget that moment. Uh, anyways, so when, you, when, you, when you're around people, if, don't ask, please, don't ask. Please don't ask. Uh, anyways, the words change meanings, okay? Uh, so you hang around people for a long time. You start picking up on how they speak and whatever, cap, no cap, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Y'all still say dope? That's dope? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's like from the 90s, yo. Okay. Anyways, you start picking up on the lingo, on the language of people, right? So, so Abdullah bin Mubarak, he says, this is crazy on a serious note. He says, it has been told to me, and he's from the early generation of Muslims. He says, I have been told that the majority of the conversation between or the lingo of the people of the hellfire is ufli sofa. Oh, I hate the word later. Oh, I hate the word later. Oh, I hate the word later. When I read that, it's like, like, you know, they say hindsight. Remember we did the journey and we were like hindsight is 2020. So Allah tells us about what's going to happen in the akhirah. So you don't end up being that person. So here, Abdullah bin Mubarak is like, I was told by earlier generations, that the majority of the things that the people in hell will say is oofly sofa, oofly sofa. Oh, I hate the words later. I hate the word later. I hate the word later. And the reason is because later steals the, the potential of the moment. And so now they end up where they're at because of something we today feel trivial. But tonight, I want you to realize when you leave this, this masjid, Tonight, you need to realize every time I say I'm going to do it later, you need to really check yourself. You need to really check yourself because the majority of the people of Hellfire, they're, they're, they're going to be saying, man, I wish that word never existed. I wish that word never existed. I wish that word never existed. So the Prophet, what did the Prophet do for us to protect us from this, this, like, this satanic trait? And that's what we're going to call it. It's procrastination is a satanic trait. That's what it is. That's what Satan does, literally. I'll deal with it later. So what, what did the Prophet do, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to help us get over this satanic trait? The Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, taught us, and there's a, in his teachings, there's a sense of, a, a prophetic sense of urgency. There are a number of ahadith that I'm going to narrate to you right now where the summary of it is, Time is running out, Habibi. Time, you don't have much time. Let me share one of them with you. A lot of people know this hadith. 
If you never heard it before, this is a game-changing, paradigm-shifting hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, value, igtanim, is when you hold something as a, as like ghanima. Ghanima is like you won something, a prize. Like you got a hold of something very valuable. The Prophet ﷺ said, hold as dear and valuable khamsan, five things, before five other things come. Sense of urgency. Number one, the Prophet ﷺ said, shababik qabla haramik. Value you, you being young before you get old. Yo, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm on the precipice of a very big number, yo. <laughs> I would tell y'all, but my wife, he'd be like, why are you putting us out there like that? Yo, so, so, so the other day. <laughs> no, what, what? So the other day, she's funny, man. Alhamdulillah. So this, I had the PT come over, right? Because I got back pain, right? All right? Which is typical, right? Uh, so, so she's like, why is the PT coming to your house? And the reason he's coming is because he's a good friend. He's good, da 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 da, da right? But y y some of y'all might know him. He does uh, vi visits to the people's houses, like elderly people, right? So I tell my wife, you already know where this is going. She's like, why is he coming to your house? Like, I didn't even clean up, da da da. I was like, well, he does visits to the elderly. She looks at me and goes, sounds about right. <laughs> I was like, I just walked into that joint, like walked into it. So shabab qabla haramik, value being young. Listen, you, you have strength that you don't realize you have. And if you, if you, the only people that realize what you have are those who are out of that moment, yo. So all I can say is like realize the strength and the, and the, and the virtue you have of being young. It's not going to last long, yo. It's not going to last long. And some of y'all, yo, you getting up there too. You know what I mean? Trying to pretend you young, no. So the prophet said, value being young before you get old. Urgency. Number two, the prophet said, value being healthy before you get sick. It comes, man. Before you know it, PT's at your door, like, time for your daily visit. You're like, dang, what happened to me, yo? So value being healthy before, again, sense of urgency. You don't have time to say, I'll do it later. I was going to say this at the end, but I'm going to drop it right now. If you put, every day has its own haq. You know what haq means? What's haq mean? Every day has its own right. If you delay today's right, when are you going to do tomorrow's right? Every day has its own thing it needs from you. You can't be pushing stuff over. Because this is the point. Shaitan knows that if you build up enough that, that it seems insurmountable, you just quit. So the, his, his, his tactic, long-term game plan, is not for you to actually do it later. It's for you to build up so much that you got to do later that you say, you know what, I, I can't even do it. I'm done. And he's like, got you. Got you. Right there. That was two. Number three. Value your wealth before days of poverty hit. It's up and down economics, man. Some days things are good. Value that. Take advantage. Sadaqah, charity, save. Don't splurge. Value wealth before the days of poverty come. Number what? Four. Man, you think you're busy now? <laughs> Wait, you got three, three little ones running around. 
Value your free time before you get busy. Everybody in this room think they're busy. Everyone. That, but we all know where those little 30 seconds go, two, five minutes go. Screen time. If I ask everyone, open your screen time right now. Everybody in this room busy, right? You busy, right? Who's busy? Raise your hand if you're busy. Yeah, ain't nobody raise their hand. Nobody. Why nobody? Because right now, if I said open screen time, tell me how much time on different apps, you'd be like, yo, stuff for love, man. I thought I was busy. I thought I was busy. Value free time. That is, the, that is our biggest mujahida nowadays, guys. Value your free time. And, and I'm going to be real. I've talked to my students at Qalam about this many times. Everyone in this room, 10, 30, 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, you still up. Why? For no reason whatsoever. Tell me I'm lying. No reason. Are you still doing work? No. What's it called? What do we call it? Revenge. What's it called? Revenge what? Oh, it's procrastination too, huh? Fits perfect. They call it, look it up, revenge procrastination. You get to the end of the day, you have nothing to do, but you won't go to sleep. And guess what? Fajr, Tahajr, all that gone. Why? For no reason. They say because you want to feel ownership over time or something like that. Google it. You want to feel like I have control. No, you can't make me sleep right now. I'm up. <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is because we all were, before I said that, everyone in this room was like, I'm so busy, Sheikh. I get it, but I'm busy. And I'm like, no, you're not. You are, but you're not. You have time. It's where you're pushing that time when you have it. And so the prophet created a sense of urgency. Value your free time before you really get busy. Value your free time before you really get busy. And the last one, value, what would you think the last one is? Life before you leave. Value your life before you leave. Why am I sharing this hadith? Because the way the Prophet Sallallahu helped us overcome this, this, this concept of, um, of procrastination, pushing it off, is like, no, there's urgency here. Things have to get done right now. And you don't have the, the uh, luxury of putting things off till later. And so the Prophet ﷺ, he said this hadith. There's another hadith. I'm going to have to give the background so you can understand this. The Prophet ﷺ said, Man khafa adalaja, wa man adalaja balag al manzil. So you got to put yourself in like this early, you know, classical time. Uh, you know, when they were traveling far distances, uh, they would sometimes leave in the morning time. And, and, and the Prophet ﷺ, he teaches in this hadith, leave at nighttime, leave early. Whoever's worried about reaching where they're trying to get to, they set out early. And then, the, so the Prophet said, Man khafa adalaj. That means whoever is worried about getting where they're supposed to get to, they adalaj. Adalaj means they leave at night, which in our language means they leave early. They don't wait till the last minute, they leave early. And then the Prophet said, The one who leaves early, balag al manzil. Like, what does that hadith communicate? It, it, it communicates that. Your motivation, the way you're going to overcome procrastination is that you're going to realize that I fear missing out on something. That FOMO concept, we, we own that. We want that. But we're going to apply it in a different way. And so the motivation for you to use the moment is the fear of not reaching your objection, objective. That's the motivation. That's what's going to help you overcome uh, that, that procrastination. So... I want to shift our pers perspective here because I want us to truly understand how shaitan plays us. 
We're, we're going to get like, 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 like analytic on this one. So shaitan comes at us differently depending on what, whether it's a sin before us or a good deed in front of us. So just imagine yourself. You have an opportunity in front of you. There is a sin. You know this is a sin. We ain't even debating that. It's right in front of you. And there's a good deed right in front of you. The method of shaitan is very different. Both of them connected to the same thing. The sin is in front of you. Listen to this. Here's the, here's the, uh, the, the plan. The sin is right there. Yo, do it right now. This is what he says. Yo, do it right now. Notice no procrastination. Notice no procrastination with the sin. What's the sin? What does he say? Yo, right now. Right now. What does he say? You're never going to get this chance again. YOLO. You, 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 no, seriously, seriously. You, ne- you only live once. You don't, you're never going to get this opportunity again. So what I'm trying to show you is that he realizes how we operate. So when the sin is in front of us, it's simple. I need to create a sense of urgency. I need to create FOMO. I need to make you fear like you're never going to ever, you're going to miss out on something amazing. So when the sin is in front of us, I need all of us to understand, you will feel a sense of urgency. But right there, that's the trick of shaitan, right there. One way to get out of a sin, don't tell yourself. Now, I don't take no sound bite of this, yo, because it's not going to sound right. You got to get the whole thing. One way to get out of a sin is don't tell yourself, I'm not going to do it. If it's really hard on you, say, I'm going to do it later. Because we already know what we do with later stuff. <laughs> no, I'm for real. This is heavy. Now, now when it comes later, you know what I mean? We got to talk about that. But you got to understand your psyche. You got to understand you. And, and, and so, like, I was talking to a sheikh um, about this issue. And he was applying it to, like, finance. Like, you already know how the car salesman be. Right now, you're never going to get this opportunity again, Habib. That's it. So he's like, whenever it applies to dunya, just tell yourself later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. See how, subhanAllah, see how that quality of pushing it off, there's a good place to use that? So, 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 so here's another thing he says, though. When it comes to the sin, sin in front of us. What did he say? Do it right now. You're never going to get a chance again. You got to do it right now. We said, no, I could do it later. Here's the next trick regarding the sin. Oh, it'll be easy to stop later on. Hold up. It'll be easy to stop later on. What's the fallacy here? There's a few things. Do you remember what I said about the neurological scans of three different types? What do we think about that person later on? Somebody else. Somebody else. It'll be easy to stop later. The Mikael of next week will be able to stop that sin. Habibi, if you can't stop it right now, you're the same person later on. In fact, in fact, in fact, it will be even harder. You know why? Imam Ghazali, he gives an example. It's pretty deep. Imam Ghazali says, the example of the procrastinator in relation to a sin they're trying to stop is like this. You go out, there's a tree you need to cut down. He says, Man ila qal There's a tree that needs to be cut down in your backyard. Right? You see the tree, it's big, it's gonna take a few hours. You know what I mean? You're gonna be putting in work. And it takes work. He says, but you say, oh, I'll come back later and I'll cut the tree down. Imam Ghazali says, 
When you come back later, the tree grew bigger. The tree grew bigger. So now your future self that you put this off to, is your future self more likely to actually do it or more likely not to do it? Exactly. So the sin that you delay doing toba and stopping from, th listen, this is what I, look, if you're putting off a sin, there's a sin, we're all in sin. If there's a sin you're trying to stop from, just don't let Shaitan say this to you. You'll stop later. I am so happy we're having this class, man, because like these are like textbook tricks and we all fall right into it. Just, just do toba right now. I'm going to say it right now because we're in this. You may be thinking, but Sheikh, I know I'm going to fall into it tomorrow. I read something beautiful today from Sidi Ahmed Zarruq, amazing scholar from Fez. He says, whenever Shaytan says to you, who are you fooling? You're going to do this in tomorrow. Say these words to him. The same way you made it my job to do this sin, I'm going to make it my job to do Toba. Y'all don't get it. All you got to do is just keep doing Toba. Sincere Toba. I'm sorry, Ya Allah. I'm sorry. Some of us think this is a joke. The Prophet ﷺ said, you commit a sin and do toba 70 times a day, Allah accepts it. Sincere. Ya Allah, I hate that I'm addicted to this. And you do toba. And the way you'll be able to do toba, I've said this a million times. You don't know if you'll die after the toba. So you're good. You don't know. You do toba today. Tomorrow comes, we'll deal with tomorrow. See, with the sin, we say the same thing. When it comes, I'll deal with tomorrow. But today, no procrastination. I'm doing toba right now. You feel me? Don't let shaitan play you. Don't let him play you. So, so Imam Ghazali says, look, you come back, the tree is stronger. So this trick with the sin, do it now. You'll never get a chance again. Yeah, I will. I'll do it later some other time. He goes, no, 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 you're going to miss out. You go, no, nah, who cares if I miss out? I'll do it some other time. I'll put it off till later. I'll procrastinate the sin. I love it. I love it. You playing chess with Shaitan, yo. Right? Allahu Akbar. And it will be easy to stop later. Oh, you could just stop later. You're like, who you playing? You know it's going to be harder later. Because I'm going to be more addicted to the sin. It's going to be more deeply ingrained in me. Right? Allahu Akbar. Now, what about, what about good deeds, though? What's his logic? See, by studying the logic, like, we walk out of this room so woke, yo. Right? So, so what's the logic and the method behind good deeds? Listen to this. Good deed. Toba, studying knowledge because Qalam Institute's application and admissions are open right now. You know what I mean? So like you always wanted to study the deen and you're like later, later, later. And Qalam's like, yo, we're open right now. Now is the moment, man. Now is the moment. There's a convert brother. He's been Muslim for mad years. But uh, lately... Say, mashallah, lately, he, he just made progress in his kaida and he's doing really well. But it was just about doing it. Doing it. He's just like doing it and he's, and he's doing really well, mashallah. All right, so with good deeds, what does shaitan say? Later, not now. There's a false premise there. There's, a, there's an assumption there. What's the assumption, y'all? That you got more time. That's the false assumption right there, that you have more time. You have more time. So right there at that moment, you go, who you playing? You act like I know I got time. It's a good deed I need to do. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance tomorrow. 
The same thing he was saying about the car you needed to buy, the, the, the whatever you needed to buy and splurge on, the same urgency that he cre created there, you now create that urgency in the good deed. I don't know if I'm going to miss this opportunity. I don't know if I'm going to get another chance. And then he says, um, oh, do it later. It will be easy to do it later. Same, same as the, the sin. False. It's just as hard as it was before. Just as hard as it was before. Does that mean things are going to be easy? No, nothing in life is easy. But what we're realizing is you can either suffer the difficulty right now of doing it, or you can suffer the uh, regret of missing the opportunity. And I think the regret is going to hurt more. The regret will hurt more. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at uh, his method. Now, there's a hadith I want to share with you. This is a beautiful hadith, and I think many people haven't heard this hadith before, but it's a sound narration. The Prophet said, Work for your dunya. Work for your dunya. Strive. Work hard for your dunya. What is dunya? It's, it's whatever is for now. It's whatever you have to take care of who you are right now, your life here. Work for your dunya. I never understood, yo, I never really understood this hadith till like earlier today. Okay, like I had heard this hadith so many times and I understood it one way. But based on tonight, what does the hadith say? Yo, it's crazy. <laughs> See, my man Moaz is on it. Yo, work for your dunya as if you're going to live forever. Live forever and work for your akhirah. As if you're going to die tomorrow. Hold up, what does that mean? Whatever's related to your dunya, you work hard. You know, you know, some of us have those jobs where we, we leave work and there's like pile on the desk. You know what I mean? And you come tomorrow and, and, and Sally walks past and puts more on your desk, like boom, right? Right? She sends you more, whatever, right? Look, work for your dunya as if you'll be alive forever. You see those stacks? I'm going to knock them out, but I, I got tomorrow. I'll finish them off tomorrow. I'll finish it off tomorrow. I'll finish it off tomorrow. Oh, I need that car. Let me think about it. I might buy it tomorrow. Work for your dunya as if you got another day. You got another day. You got another day. But hold up. Don't let that apply to your whole life. But work for your akhirah as if you're going to die tomorrow. Like that's profound. So whatever the good deed is, the lesson in this narration is for your akhirah, Time is short. No time. For my dunya, oh, I got time. I got time. I could do this later. Uh, to me, it's just a beautiful lesson for us to understand the importance of uh, when it comes to the, because when it comes to worldly stuff, I don't know about you, but I feel this pressure to do it quick. Like, I got to get this stuff done. I got to get this done. And this narration goes, no, no, hold up. Your dunya just act like you got forever. But akhirah, put the priority and the urgency on the akhirah. May Allah give us tawfiq to do that. Okay, um, the next aspect here is I want to talk about how you're going to overcome uh, procrastination. So listen, uh, one of my favorite authors, his name is Cal Newport. Like a lot of my friends know, I talk about him a lot. Okay, so, <laughs> right? So listen, he talks about procrastination and what's called deep procrastination. So procrastination we all do, which is like I'll do it later for important things that are like really important for me. Uh, but deep procrastination is a little deeper, and I think some of us have gone through it before. Um, 
I've gone through it and maybe I'm alone. But those moments in life where you lose, it's not that you're even saying I'm going to do it later, but you lose all motivation. Like, I, I don't feel like doing anything. I'm not even telling myself anymore I'm going to do it later. I'm done. I'm tapped out. I'm burned out. I'm, I'm done. And, I don't feel, and you get in this rut and it can last like weeks and, and you can't do anything. So this is important. Where does that come from? So this is super, super important. He says that this comes from ex extrinsic motivation combi combined by a difficulty of a task. Let me say that again. Sometimes you're motivated because of you, yo. Like the motivation for, uh, you know, working out, studying, working at work, the motivation is from you. Like it's intrinsic motivation. Nobody needs to come and tell you. You want that thing, right? There are some people like for the gym, running, working, whatever, like the motivation is intrinsic, right? And there's others where a lot of what we do, it's, it's extrinsic motivation. Other people are setting our goals, other people, whatever, whatever. So what he says is, if there's extrinsic motivation and it's very hard, you might find yourself at a place where you can't move at all. You're not even procrastinating. You're in deep procrastination. You don't even want to do anything. How does this apply to me and you as a Muslim? Look, when it comes to prayers, when it comes to my relationship with Allah, maybe it's the age I've reached, but I need Allah, y'all. I need Allah. I would tell you, you need Allah, but that's coming from me. You feel me? I need Allah. I need a relationship with Allah. Without, without my Allah, my life would be messed up. I would tell you, you need Allah, but that's coming from me. You need to realize you need Allah. You need to realize you need prayer. Like, like I'm trying to teach my, my little ones like how to pray right now because they're like seven, eight, nine. And I'm like, I, I want them to know, like, I want them to love it, yo. I want them to love it and feel like they need this prayer. I met a, I met a young sister the other day, and she's like, yo, why we got to pray five and they got to pray once? I was like, why you get to pray five and they only get to pray once? Like, I, I, I was, and I wasn't patronizing her. I was like, yo, you don't realize this prayer is mi'rajul mu'min. Like, this is your, like, I get out of the dunya for a moment. I'm out of the matrix for, like, five minutes. And then I come back to it, like, okay, here we go again, rat race. But for a moment, I'm like, ow, I'm, I'm above y'all. Miss me on that, right? No, for real, I need Allah. I need the prophet. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I need him. And what you need to do is you need to, and I don't want to, it's not from me, but I'm trying to help you dig deep in you. You need your motivation for the righteousness to come from you. Yo, just do me a favor. Wake up for tahajjud tonight. Just, yo, if, if you never do it again, just try it tonight. Wake up for tahajjud tonight, like 30 minutes before fajr, and just raise your hands. Make wudu, raise your hands, make dua. Have like seven, eight minutes of you with Allah. Taste the sweetness. I ain't even gonna have to talk about it no more to you. You're gonna be hooked. You're gonna be hooked. Because it's sweet. It's, it, I don't need to do dawah for it. Once you experience it, it's amazing. It's amazing. So extrinsic motivation 
combined with a difficult task causes you to just quit and shut down. So how do we solve that? You're not praying for other people. It's you. You have to take ownership of your spiritual relationship. The task won't get lighter. But I will say this, though. Tasks feel easier based on the motivation behind it. In reality, it didn't change, but it felt different. You, you feel me? Okay. So listen to this. Sheikh, uh, what's his name? Sidi Ahmed Zarruq from Fez. He says, like, how do you overcome? Like, here's a practical method to overcome procrastination. Listen to this. He goes, he goes, like a weak motivator will cause you to become lazy and procrastinate and cause you not to get up to what you need to do. And he says, it will stop you from being consistent and staying disciplined because the motivation is weak. So what are we talking about here? Good motivations for your actions to overcome procrastination. But then listen to what he says. So you find yourself weak and you don't have a helper. You don't have a friend. Now, let me pause. We, I keep saying this and I know it's hard, but I still have to spit the truth. You need friends that are good believers that will help you. Like, like you know, the Muslim running club, we don't run by ourselves. Why? Because don't nobody really like running. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to hype yours. You got you going? Yeah, I'm going. Dang, I got to go too. <laughs> like, hard stuff needs people around you so that it becomes light. And we've become, our Western society is so individualistic. And we took that hook, line, and sinker, y'all. Your, your, I talked about this last week. Your faith grows through community. You need other people, even if it's just one or two people. Just one person that will help you. So he says, Wala mu'in. If you don't have a helper, and I'm trying to say you need a helper. You need a good person to help you, all of us. He goes, what do you do to yourself? Fadhakirha. Remind yourself. Number one, remind yourself. This is practical steps, write this down. Number one, remind yourself. Like, what, I, I, I was at this one, um, so that's this one gym, and uh, I looked up. You know they always got this deep stuff on the walls and stuff, right? You know what I mean? So it said, uh, when you feel like quitting, remember why you started. So, so right there, remind yourself. Why am I doing this? What, what is this all about? Number one. Number two, wa Okay, this is going to sound weird, though. Some people, when I say it, will get it right away. Others will be like, what do you say? Yell at yourself. Yeah, right? Yell at yourself. Who, who gets that? Who gets that? No, okay, a lot of people don't. Okay. So um, I need an example. I don't know. Um, like, you ever been, like, in an, an exam and it's hard, and you start, like, talking to yourself? You're like, oh, you got this, Mikael. Come on. You got this. So the, our scholars, they have this thing called tobihun uh, nafs. Uh, it's actually something scholars taught, how to tell your nafs off. I'm serious. It's so beautiful, actually. Tobihun nafs, how to tell your nafs off. Scholars, from, from, scholars used to write poems addressed to their nafs. 
where they would say like, oh, nuffs, why are you sleeping so much? The days are short. Like bars, just all, no, I'm serious. Just lines of poetry all about themselves. And they're, they're telling themselves, what are you doing? Come on, you got this. And so, listen, you got to be your best motivator sometimes, y'all. My mother, may Allah bless her soul, guide her to the best of Islam. When I was young, single mother raising us, man, hardworking woman, man. She used to, on the mirror in her bathroom with her lipstick, she used to write like motivational stuff. And I used to see it like, mom, that looks crazy. <laughs> but I get it now. You know what I'm saying? Like just inspirational things. So you need to learn, Tobikhun Nafs is a whole genre where people used to just write motivational things for themselves that, you know, put your name, yo, Makaira, yo, you got this. Come on. We can do this. We can push through. And so the second thing he says is remind yourself, then yell at yourself. This is to overcome immediate uh, 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 procrastination. So look, there's the acute and then there's like long term, right? So like long term, you need to, you need to, uh, understand the tricks of shaitan and you need to like work on your intrinsic motivation. That's long term. But you're like, yo, I got a test tomorrow. I got an exam tomorrow. I got fudger tomorrow. What do I do? This is acute. You feel me? Number one, remind yourself what you're doing and why you're doing it. Number two, you tell yourself off. Tell yourself off. You know, like just, just tell yourself off. You got this. You got to do this. Okay, what will your life be if you don't do this? Look at everyone else. Come on, like push yourself. And last one, this is crazy. This is from Sidi Ahmed Zarruq of Fez. He says, and he's an old scholar from hundreds of years ago. He says, and then he goes, Then stand up like an angry person. Okay, this is crazy. Like, you get it. So after you gave yourself thing, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to look stupid. But... Uh, <laughs> He's like, just stand up like an angry person. Don't just sit there. Like, actually just get up. Just get, like, literally. Because this, you know how our prophet taught, like, if you're angry, this is so beautiful. Amen, this is deep. The prophet taught when you're angry, what do you do? Sit down. And if that doesn't work, what do you do? So because we see there's, a, like, a connection between the psychology and the physiology of the person. So, like, just lay down. Lay down, lay down. The, now, now, okay, I have a problem motivating. So now I do the opposite. Get up. Why are you just sitting there? Just get up. Yell at yourself. Get hyped up and just stand up. Let's go. I'm, I did it. I did it. Right? I did it. <laughs> Finally. Just get up. Like, I'm up. Yeah, let's go. And go towards the thing you're going to do. He says, You will always find yourself invigorated every time. Every time, every time. Now, the last thing I'm going I'm to share in our last few minutes is this. Okay, I think a lot of us in this room understand for our dunyawi progress, we got to grind. We talked last week about the hustle culture. So I think a lot of us understand how bad procrastination is for our worldly affairs. But I'm not here to talk about that. Like, I'm here to tell you you need, to, you need to stop procrastinating your, 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 your akhira. Do you, do you understand? So what I want us to all understand, like, 
Don't use this just to become a better person in the world. Understand you're overcoming procrastination to become a better servant of Allah. And that's my last message about this topic is we all know how bad procrastination is, but tonight I needed us to understand that our spiritual relationship with Allah is, is harmed by us pushing things off. So apply this. I was, on a phone, I was talking to a good friend earlier today, and, and, and we were talking about, like, mashallah, young professional, good, whatever, and he's talking about the grind, right? And, and I told him the same thing. He's just a good friend. I was like, yo, remember, man, like, we got, this is where we need to grind at. This is where we need to grind. So some of us, shaitan, will allow us to be really motivated people. But in this area, we just push it off. And so what we want to remember tonight is that we cannot live in this world, live, work for this world like you're going to be here forever. You could do that tomorrow, yo. You could send that email tomorrow. You could do that tomorrow. But when it comes to your akhirah, work for that like you only got one more day left, yo. You got one more day left. Um, I think... If, if we do this, I know if we do this, you will find so much barakah in your time. Do you know what barakah is? Barakah, listen, barakah is not a lot of something. It's the, something being small but having massive potential. Now listen, why is that important? I asked all of us, barakah, blessing. I, I asked all of us to look at those seconds and minutes. We, we just quickly open those apps. You want barakah, you got to value those little moments. You got to value that time. Imam Shafi said, if you don't value time, time is like a sword. You either cut with it or it cuts you. That's it. And I think that's a good place to stop at. May Allah make us of people that are not those that say on the day of judgment, I wish I never said later. May Allah make us of those people that when there is something good that comes to us, we act on it right away. May Allah allow us to have the sense of urgency for all of the things that will bring him his, God's pleasure. May Allah allow us to, to, when it comes to the things of the world, may Allah allow us to not prioritize them and give them urgency over the things of the akhirah. Uh, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us and protect us from all of the tricks of shaitan. Jazakumullahu uh, khair. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك وأتوب إليك سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين